Hey everybody and welcome to the 28th episode of the Monday Qualifier. Sorry we've been out for a little bit just with uh, less storylines in the world of golf. Haven't been recording as many podcasts but with the Masters coming up we'll be sure to get out a preview show. I uh, did want to bring together a little interview we did between the four of us. Uh, the boys went and played Valhalla Golf Club which is the hosting the 2024 PGA Championship. It's hosted Ryder Cups in the past and we just went in talking uh, after the round about the golf course, talking through some of the history with Valhalla Golf Club, our thoughts on it, um, and through the round. So it's about 45 minutes of the boys drinking, just having some fun. Feel free to listen to it as it's Sam Zamet, one of our college teammates, was uh, also there on that trip. On the tee from USA. Four overweight Italians that are just scrambling to break par. I uh, got more confirmed kills on the golf course than probably anybody else I know. If I break 90, I'd be ecstatic. That's just me playing psychological warfare with my uh, playing partner. All right, everyone, welcome back. It's the Monday Qualifier. We got uh, Jimmy Sam Palmer talking right now, Colin Hag, and then uh, guest star Sam Zamet decided to make a trip down to Louisville, Kentucky. Sam, welcome. First time on the podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, but as we talked about, this is uh, the night we just finished playing Valhalla Golf Club in what was like, what, 55 degrees weather with rain, uh, but playing a major championship course, hosted the 2024 PGA Championship. So wanted to get our fresh takes on that before uh, basically playing a number of other golf courses in the Louisville area. So, you know, first off, boys, just how are we feeling? We're drinking some beers. How are we all doing right now? Good. Initial reaction, super classy gate. Uh, need to be let into the club, so that's how you know. Did all of you guys get in? Also, by the way, the gate is is very dangerous because if I pulled behind you and like I think there was like sticking out into the we all we all just there was like five cars and I'm just like hey like I'm here and and I just said me and I was like you guys can figure it out and like the floodgates open it's like hey it's me all right come on I was I was brake checking all of I two sixty five behind me until the gate opened and then I piggyback right in between you guys so hopefully I was like so close yeah. Well, just, okay, so for everyone, we did the trip with uh, AJ back in, what was it, early July where we went throughout Michigan, so we d- decided to choose Kentucky and um, got a number of different courses on the rotation, but Valhalla was kind of like the first course we were, were we wanted to get after, Bait, going to Kentucky, this is the one course you want to play, and it happens to be our first round when we're all coming in on like six hours of driving, uh, not a lot of sleep, and not the greatest weather, but you know, it's October in Kentucky, what do you expect? Um... But it was, a, you know, I guess initial thoughts on like the golf course itself. And I mean, there's a lot of things that we can unpack here, but like initial thoughts. Um, one, I actually thought the weather suited the golf course. I don't know why. Uh, it just did. Two. I, I don't even know how that makes sense. But all right. I, I, I don't know. That's your opinion, man. Jack Nicholas design. Typically, Jack Dickless. Typically hate Jack, Jack Dickless designs. <laughs> um, but uh, big boy golf course, as Brooks would say. Um, but I don't know. It was – I don't want to say underwhelmed. But uh, I, I think you said it best, Sam Palmer. Well, um, I think we'll talk about that. I don't want to dive into like yeah, expectations. Let's just set the stage. The, like, okay. So we, we played it from the back tees, so, yeah. but like the front of the back tee boxes. So our caddy today estimated we played it somewhere between 74 and 7,500. 
And it was wet. Par um, 72. Which really, really worked out very well for my nice smother hooks. <laughs> well, but you said it best. You said, I don't give a shit playing the long... Like, the longer you play, it doesn't impact... Like, it just makes your score look better, if anything. I mean, yeah, like, for me, like, for me, like... The distance is a challenge for like, you three. Just Colin and I in the car were talking about it. Like, it's a big ballpark, and one of the biggest challenges that I had was, like, visually finding the right lines. And, like, even when I hit good tee shots, like... Mm-hmm on like 16 uh sorry not 16 15 hit a good tee shot and it was like in the left rough and like barely but like my that was my best tee shot of the day and it still didn't end up in the fairway and so like that like was one yeah. of those things i found very difficult about the golf course but well, so like well, i guess we haven't even talked about to people who don't maybe know what valhalla golf club is because I, I guess we kind of just went over that hosted the 2000 well, it hosted the 1996 pga championship i think like on this this Thing it says who won it. I don't even remember who won the ninety six. Like Mark Brooks. Mark Brooks. The always classy yeah. Mark. Brooks. Always got to remember that guy. <laughs> and then in two thousand, one of the, the best PGA championships. Bob May, Tiger Woods playoff. Tiger walks in on sixteen. Someone was able to do that today. Shitty walking. Um, but Tiger Woods won his major. I also made par. Yeah. <laughs> I'm five hundred forty yard par four. Uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods though, won it in 2000. They host the Ryder Cup in 2008, which was like the first time the United States had won in forever, and it, yeah. didn't, it didn't include Tiger Woods on the team. Um, and then most recently, well, Tom Watson won the Senior PGA Championship, and then most recently, Rory McIlroy won in 2014. Uh, two shots clear of was it? It was Phil Mickelson yeah. and um, Ricky Fowler. And Ricky Fowler, R.I.P. to Ricky. Just was that the year that Ricky like finished second at Pinehurst, third yeah, at the PGA? Like, like, but like we've talked about, it is the epitome of a PGA championship course. But this is, I mean, when you come to Kentucky, this is the major golf course, a major attraction when you're talking about golf. Now, it's a private club, so you obviously got to figure out ways to get on. But this is one of the major golf courses, ranked top 100 in the United States, um, hosting major championships, hosting the 2024. So it's a big, it's a big deal to get on it, and it was one really awesome for us to be able to do that. But now, like getting into what type of course it is, and I think we've all agreed, like it's a big ballpark, and by that we mean there is a large piece of property where this golf course is on, and there is a lot of space, and it's kind of the Jack Nicholas, very dramatic framing and really overemphasize everything if you, if you guys know what I mean by that yeah and you have a lot of like mounding around the greens like a little bit of a stadium type look uh, on yeah. a lot of the holes um, the one thing I was talking to Sam Zaman about in the car um, after we left was like the thing I liked about it was you can clearly see like distinct lines between the fairway and the rough and the bunkering and like the the way everything's framed around the greens as well. Like, that's the thing I liked about it visually. Uh, yeah. I think it's very appealing. Um, I think, like, some of us maybe didn't like it as much as others. I think I'm one of the ones who liked it a little bit more. But, uh, no, I think it was... In my mind, it was, like, a course that suits me well, which I think is the reason I like it. Uh, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. But you said it best. I mean, you said... This course is designed for professional golfers. Like, let's, 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 and that, that was my feeling. Like, I was like, there were a lot of holes where, like, I think we talked about it, like, afterwards, uh, like, number six. That was, that was a hole where, uh, you know, the caddy or the four caddy that we had told us that the green Shout had been moved, me. you know, had been moved back. So it was, you know, you know, for the listeners, it was, you know, you, everyone has to hit the ball to this one spot. And then basically you have like a 200, yeah, there's 35 yard shot into the green 
and that is pretty difficult. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a river that runs right through the middle of the hole with trees that block out, so you can't try to clear the river. It's impossible. I was to actually clear. strangely probably in the best position. Yeah, down. You might have I been. missed my shot, but, but I was, but had like a little easier. Run. We were I playing know. from the fallback, like all the way to the back tees. If we were up two tee boxes, it didn't we, we'd still be landing it in the same spot. Yeah. So for people who are 15, 20 handicaps, they're hitting whatever their club is to get to this distance to then have 230 yards into this green, and it's like. It's just, it's meant it for a professional big, golf. And when we say ballpark, it's, the, the, I would say that it's like Jack Nicholas who designed it, and we, we can get down a rabbit hole of our opinions on Jack's design. His whole thought process when doing that, I feel like was, I'm designing a major championship golf that will hopefully last in this era of bombing and how the, the players are hitting it as far as possible. But that fits the PGA championship type mold as well. I did not think it was a course that you could, you you had to hit driver on most holes with the exception of six and 12, but it was not a course I felt like that you could go out and, you know, so to speak, bomb and gouge. You still had to hit. I mean, there's a, there's a decent amount of bend in, in each hole. You had to hit your spots in the fairways. Yes, the fairways were relatively wide, which is coming from me, but like you, you still, you had to, you had to shape the ball, um, you couldn't just go out and bomb it. I, I, there was definitely... Well, I, well, I kind of disagree a little bit. Like, I think, like, 6, 12, and 13 are the only holes I didn't hit driver on today. So, 11 drivers, like... Oh, that's our food. But, I, I, I guess to my point, like, I kind of agree with Colin on the standpoint of, like, specifically, we're... This, we're getting our Chick-fil-A in right now. Um... Like our new sponsor, Chick-fil-A, yeah. as well as Coors Light. <laughs> but but like you're you're if you're hitting your driver super far, there's no danger missing fairways or something. I thought the fairways were like some holes were, wasn't that bad, but I thought they were like relatively tight. But you had room in the rough. But then if you were ten yards off the rough, is where it really killed you because you're in this long Kentucky thick fescue looking uh, shit. Where which I got I very, mean, very very acquainted half the time with. I'm not day. finding the ball, yeah. so that's where I, I don't think it was a bombing gouge. Where if I miss the fairway 50 yards left, I yeah. still have a 70 yard wedge. I'm shot not like, saying it's bombing gouge. I'm saying though that it like it behooves you to hit driver if like you can keep. I it think play. I yeah. think also on any 7400 yards or 7500 yard golf course, like you know, as 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 obviously we've seen with the U.S. Open, like when you hit the ball that far and you have like a wedge in, like if you're in the rough, no matter what's going on, that makes a big difference. But um, I think it would be interesting. We talked about this, like in the the clubhouse afterwards, like the difference in like distance, like during the summer months, and like we we were it was not I mean, the ball was it not was not warm. I was carrying. Like, yeah, we we lost probably twenty yards on a lot of the shots that we were hitting, and you know, for Colin and I, that might have been a good thing in some circumstances today because we were definitely all over the planet. But um, but yeah, I, like, I, you know, <laughs> I just I, like yes, the the fescue is definitely in play, and it was fucking punishable. I, you punishing you. You uh, you couldn't play out of it. I guess I mean you could find it if you got. You'd you got hack a good it out hundred yards. Yeah, but you could not play out of it. Then then the rough. It took me. It took me all of the front nine to realize that the that the rough. Yeah, you could say it's a golf course, but it didn't play like normal rough. You you needed you needed you couldn't get flyers. I mean you were hacking out all day. Yeah, I mean, I, not to just you know. Drop the hammer. Um, Thor's I mean, hammer I, I, I yeah, Thor's hammer. I only, I only missed three fairways today, and I remember the the three fairways I missed. Like, 
even from the rough, I felt like it was kind of challenging. It wasn't long, but it was kind of wet. And, and, and See, I, was, just, I totally disagree. But like, I, I missed so many fairways just like by five feet today, and I just felt like being in the rough was not a penalty. I we interrupt this podcast just to talk to you guys about our friends at Galway Bay and most importantly let Jimmy uh, eat some of his food as it came during uh, our recording. But our friends at Galway Bay, uh, they provide great performance outerwear. It's wind-resistant, waterproof, breathable, has performance stretch, and most importantly just looks and feels great. The boys were wearing it throughout our trip during Valhalla in a couple rainy days to keep them dry, and it was fantastic. Even the Galway Bay pants are custom-fitted, available in waist and inseam sizes. It's not just gear that you keep in your golf bag. It's performance outerwear you'll want to wear all day long. To learn more, visit GalwayBayGolf.com and use the promo code TMQ for 20% off. All right, everyone, we're back. Sorry, we had to pause because Jimmy needed to eat his Chick-fil-A. Um, some of us are still eating, but Jimmy's all done, so we're good to record. Um, but no, we were talking about fairways, and I, I just think the rough was punishing at that course. But, I, you know, what I wanted to more so talk about was, like, what our potential expectations could be for the 2024 PGA Championship. And obviously four years away. It's going to be in the summer. It's not going to be when it's 55 degrees and rainy. It's going to be May. By the way, sorry for, getting these, right. sorry for getting these expectations in last minute. Like, we should have been, like, <laughs> way ahead of this and gotten these expectations in, like, to you guys way sooner. But I know it's kind of under the wire. I mean, 2024 is quickly approaching. So. Yeah. You know, just we got to do a preview for that conference. <laughs> There's not any other PGA Championships or anything. So I think that is – I think it could play – almost similarly today or it could be fucking 85 and dry well so i think this is the big thing we need to stipulate we're going to preview or not preview but give our thoughts about how this pga could be if they don't roll the ball back we're going to assume like the way the golf is going i think rolling the ball back would benefit everybody or would make less of a impact than not Look, I just think like a guy like Jack Johnson stands zero chance of that golf course. Zero chance. Just well, on a day just, like today, though, I don't. I, I was Zach Johnson today. I was literally hitting at two hundred fifty yards. I think there's more force carry on. Like, is that what you're concerned about, or do you just think the overall length of the? No, course? just Bryce is in and a hundred yards past him. Like, there's no chance. I just don't think that it played that long, dude. I couldn't. The sixteen hole, I physically couldn't. I went driver three when it was forty yards short. 94, I was 60 yards short. Yeah, I don't think they'll play it at 516 every day, though. For reference, 16 is a 516 yard par four. Yeah, shorter than the site of the infamous Tiger Point and in Champlain. 2001. I mean, I, I think they'll play it anywhere from 470 to 516. I, I don't think they'll play it. And that's what I think is great about that course is there's so many tees, you can play it. There is a lot of flexibility. You think they've moved 13? Yeah. So 13 is like no. a 360 no. yard par four. Where you lay up and then the green's an island. Do you think they move it up to like 281 day to tempt them? No. I don't think any long club can hold, hold that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's, that's, yeah, I don't think it's like, meant to be a no, we're, we're not no, at we're, the point where we're like, dive, like diving into the holes, but I actually think as a short par four goes, like that. It's a good one. It, it's a, you think it's a good one? I kind of don't. Like, also, I, like it doesn't give you, it doesn't entice you to go for it. Like, oh, well, that's like, well, that's just so. That's my criticism. No, that's where my criticism of the golf course was, was like the length, which. I'm completely like I'm not saying I'm completely fine with a 500 yard par four like it's fine, just uh, it's it's a par four and a half is how I view it. So give me a par three and a half and par is relative. We've always talked about it. doesn't it does not matter completely mm-hmm. irrelevant. But like if I have a 300 yard par four which is a scoreable hole and then a 500 yard par four like 
you just look at those two holes as it's a par eight. And I think that's more fun and creative and offers more options. Whereas we didn't get that there. It was my, I guess, frustrating. Can we also just talk about the wild ruling on 13 where if you hit the green, you have to drop it 50 yards back in the fairway? I mean, I'm not going to try to dig into the USGA rules, but like Jimmy hit it into the water. The green's an island. Kind of. He bounced it off the green. Yeah, my ball landed though, like on, it's a local on dry land. But I think the you know we'll, the we'll find out that's years. not how they play it in the PGA Championship. Yeah, like so I think that they, he he like recounted like a club championship in because Jimmy just said like, fuck that I'm not doing that. Well, I was just like that's not like rules of golf. That's just that's <laughs> a course. I thought it was also outrageous that he like he like even mentioned that like he was like oh yeah you're actually supposed to go back. To well, he knew we were what? playing for big money. And in hindsight, Jimmy, who's a big I mean, fucking I winner, like, we should have fucking made him do it. <laughs> I laid the sod over my shot into the water, and he told me he was like. Yeah, like you're you're actually supposed to drop it in the rough, not in the fairway. And I was like, Oh, he did. Yeah, and so I like I dropped. I'd be like, it. No, I can drop it the fuck I, I want. I and dropped the- it in there, and then I saw it, and I was like, That is the worst lie. And then literally like scald the wedge. Thank God it didn't go over into the water, because then I apparently would have had to go back to the fairway based on their rules. I love doing the safe call on that bad boy. <laughs> so you played two as a par four in the PGA. I'm assuming, I don't know what they yeah. played at. It's like a five hundred in the Ryder Cup, but. <laughs> Um, Who cares? You sent, you played sixteen and two from the same distance, five hundred to five fifteen as a par four. Which one is harder? Well, I think two was a two was way now. It was like five. Na- that was a narrow. But two, I could get visually to. now. Two, I physically could reach. I could not because reach. it's dog leg. You could get to it. Yeah, and sixteen was dog leg though. No, not, dead, not like, as much. Yeah, like, but it's also. I think it's a much harder tee shot uh, on two. Well, the one thing yeah, we talked about a lot, too, is, like, when whenever the pros play here, you know, like, the weather is usually 90 <laughs> degrees. So, I mean, we played it on a day where it was, like, maybe 60 tops. So, yeah, but so, like, what do you guys think of Jack Nicklaus as a designer and, like, this golf course? I mean, I've never liked his design. This is probably my favorite Jack Nicklaus design. I think it's different than the majority of him. One thing I really do like is he's really good at framing where there's bunkers in play that like in reality you probably should never be in those bunkers, but they're there to visually aid with the shot. Yeah. Where I other mean, golf course architects don't do that. I think um, I really agree. Like it's hard to parse these things out, but the, the, the two takeaways that I would like to take about for this golf course is visually he does a lot of things that make the golf course seem tighter off the tee. And that like I really struggled with. There's also a lot of like, I don't know, like man-made like fountains and stuff, which I personally don't like. And so there's really? like a lot of like stuff there that like clearly is very man-made, which is not some, an aesthetic that I really like. So aesthetically, I didn't love the golf course, but I think the challenge that it presents and the more I've thought about it, it does challenge, you know, very good golfers, even golfers, you know, at our level, you know, varying degrees here, but... You know, it's it was. I think thinking back on it more at that time, like I really actually enjoyed the challenge, even though I wasn't playing that well. Yeah, well, it was it was something like when we talked to the four students guys when we were there three years or three months ago. They said that golf course like four students can't be built again, and I think like with Valhalla, I mean they can. Like we can physically go do it if we want, not we, but but it doesn't make sense to do that because of the amount of impact it has, the cost it has moving. They're more of this new style of golf course architectures molding it with the land. And you're right. There was a lot of manufactured slopes and manufactured fountains and 
creating this sort of natural element, which it clearly a, wasn't natural. It's not, a, it's not a found golf course. Yeah. Like, you know, to, to the extent that any golf course They is manufactured found. the layout. It yeah. wasn't naturally there, I guess, would be the best way to describe it, which that's, I mean, Jimmy, I think you like that more. So of a golf course where, like, I like, and I think, Colin, you might be up there, where I'm someone who just prefers to, like, see how it naturally flows with the land. Yeah, it's not... There's no right, wrong, or ain't, like, there's yeah. no right, wrong it, answer. It's not, it's not something that I look for, like, when I step onto a property, I'm not like, oh, are they using the natural contours? Unless you're in a place, I think, I think coastal, coastal courses do it really well, and European courses do it really well, but that's yeah, just because that's, they are I grew hundreds... Up on the coast, so it's like... Yeah, and that's, more they're different. hundreds of Kentucky's years much. older. Um, <laughs> Kentucky may be in the Northeast, who knows? I mean, uh, I think because we've talked about this say. more, like, I've come to the realization that I'm not really, like, an architecture buff, maybe, as much as, like, some of us are, so... For me, like, the things that matter are, like, is it fair? Like, are your good shots rewarded or your bad shots punished? I think it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, is it in good condition? I think it definitely is. Yeah, the greens definitely. were not as fast as they normally are today, but they were still running at probably yeah, at about 10 and a half they or were, 11. They were fast. I thought they were fast for, like, this time of year. And then, yeah, I mean, Maybe I think the thing, area, the but... thing, like I said before, the thing I liked about it is just visually, like, I felt like it was easy to see. Uh, kind of what the hole did, like what the lines were. Which that's a Jack Nicholas thing. And, and nice. you know, I think like with all those things in mind, like I have no reason to say I didn't like it. Like to me, it doesn't matter whether they manufactured it, whether it was like that when they found it. Yeah. I, to me, it doesn't matter. So yeah. I liked it a lot. Well, and there's a couple of things I want to unpack there. One, I want to talk about the greens. Two, like I, I don't know if all of us are sitting here, like we're probably bashing it. We all liked it. Like it, yes. it's a top 100 course I think in the United States. We're, we're nitpicking yeah, certain things on. We're, we're related to, and we'll get to kind of like other big courses we've played. On a positive, I would say, and Sam said it first. Sam said it first. I visually off the tee, it was one of the most intimidating courses, and the, See, I, I, I love that. Didn't think that I didn't think that either. I did. I, I, I don't I, know, but that's just like everybody's eye is different. Like, yeah, that's, for me, that's not the suit. And I also I spray the ball. Like so, and I'm spraying it more now than I used to. So like, I, maybe that's my bias coming to the golf course where I'm like, man, dude, like I'm looking around, like, and you're the fairways were generous. It wasn't like they were, yeah, there was and, but they there. they were not like super tight. Like maybe 17 was kind of tight. Like that was well, just because you know, just the visual. Carry it 300 yards. Yeah, but like that was one of my favorite holes. I, I actually really like, even though I smother hooked one like 140 yards, like <laughs> I, like. I actually really liked that hole. I was like, okay, yeah. this is a really cool visual hole. But I think the caddy that we had said it best on nine. Like it looked like it, he said before we got into the tees, like, yeah, it looks tighter than it is, but then you get out there and it's actually pretty wide. Like, yeah. well, and that's the thing that I think for me, I struggle with visually is like picking that narrow space to go towards. Mm -hmm. And so like I, I struggled with that aspect of the golf course here. Yeah. And that's well that's one thing I I've said about Chad. Like he's really good at framing things. And which is a positive. And yeah. so like we talked about the loop where it's this reversible eighteen hole course and Ross Common us three have played. You don't really know where you're supposed to hit it because you obviously have the course coming back and so you don't have framing bunkers, you don't have stuff like that because it's gotta somehow fit the contours of the other day. Those fairways are 80 yards wide. You have a full airport runway to land it on, but you don't know exactly where to end. So there's more like this, I wouldn't say anxiety, but this mental like, where am I supposed to actually hit this? Yeah. For some reason today, I felt like I literally knew exactly where I'm aiming at every time, which, and it's different for every person. I, I do, I do feel though that like, even though I struggled with 
the lines, I did feel like off the tee, like the golf course is telling you where you needed mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah. Like I think that is Nicholas That's designs. Kind of, he wants general. you He's to like, fade hey, it this You way. need to hit the ball. And I'm sure we'll unpack like some of the holes that ask us to do that. Yeah. More. But I kind of like those golf courses where like I get a feeling personally with the pin placements on this golf course, like that doesn't materially change too much off the tee. Whereas you could play a golf course like you're describing, like the loop, where like maybe if the tee, the pin's like way on the left side, you're aiming down the forty yards to the right, and yeah. vice versa. It's different. I it's don't awesome. think that that's this. Yeah, I think this one's like be in the fucking fairway. Yeah, be in the fairway, and then you have a material. I also thought like I felt like there was a, for, on, in most cases, a clear miss. Like that's one thing I always think about when I'm playing is like where's my miss supposed to be, and I felt I mean, like I shot, so. even <laughs> even though it was like a little tight in some places, I felt like there was usually like one place you'd rather be than another and I think that's a good design feature as well so I, I'm curious Sam if you didn't think because I think we were all in a, and I know you want to get to the green so that's kind of where I'm going with it but I, we, I think we were all in agreement the greens were not this course's defense so yeah, I'm defense curious is the length. I'm yeah I'm is it just the length that you think is the course's defense yeah which kind of fits the PGA championship mold like it's not we're going to get challenging green complexes we're going to strategize the way we're coming into these screens from an approach angle to give ourselves the best chance of birdies or pars like winged foot it's long bombing gout not bombing gout i literally talked about how this wasn't about gout, but long ballpark golf course where the defense is length and it fits the mold of the Brooks, Kepka, the DJ, the Brysons, the Tigers, and it makes it so challenging for a guy like Bob May to compete in an event like this when you're just so far behind because the guys who have the best advantage in some of those courses, the ways that they plot around this one, I don't think it's a, here's my strategy on how I'm going to pick apart this entire golf course. It's, we're all going in the same direction, if that makes sense. And that's where you know, the, the greens for the most part, all those guys, you know, we're talking about minute differences from a stroke screen putting standpoint for all these professionals. Like on a course where I didn't think there was a lot of hidden breaks. I didn't think they were big ones. For the most part, a lot of the putts we hit were straights. Like I just never found myself sitting there like, and I'm a bad putter. Like, fuck, this is a hard putt. Like I really got to figure this out. One time on yeah. the par three, after I saw all three of your balls go flying by that pin. And then I threw by it. I mean, I, I think, like, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think um, we talk about, like, what stat is most important or what, like, facet of the game is most important kind of thing. And, like, typically, like, you might say putting, but um, with this course specifically, I would say proximity to the hole is the main thing you would want to, you would care about. Like, if you're hitting it kind of close to the hole, you have a much better chance than someone who has... You think because the greens are so easy, that's the... Well, I think they're very, like, sectioned. Like, yeah, I think so that's I, a great way to put it. You so could, I, there are, like, a lot of ridges yeah. where, like, if you're – you could be 20 feet away. Like, I, the few birdie putts that I had, there were, like, putts where I was, like, just before a ridge. Right. And that made it really hard. And the ridges don't make it impossible from those other places. There's but it's, so it's difficult to make birdies if, yeah. you, if you don't get it in the right exactly. – the right But, but then, back. for the most part, outside these manufactured ridges, when we talk about the natural elements, it seemed pretty flat. Like – You'd have this tier right here, and then another tier here on the green. But if you're on the correct tier, like you think it's a very makeable putt. They were tilts. Like yeah. That was about it. Yeah. Well, it's just like, and I don't know, that could be, you know, Jack's whole thing. But, like, 
We played. I don't know if we've talked about it yet. We played pins today that they were either in the backs of greens or like tucked into the long. fingers of, and that's very Jack. Is there one having. front pin? Yeah. Well, twelve was up. I, I can't. Eighteen would technically thirteen was middle, but it was twelve and eighteen. But the 18 portions would technically be on the right side. There, the right? portions of those greens, the portions of those greens that the pins were in, if they were tucked, were, were extremely flat. And I guess that could be that except could, for eleven. And you, yeah, except for eleven. <laughs> but you could, and that couldn't. I don't know. That could entice you to go. You're like, okay, I have a nine iron in my hand, but I have a you know a ten by ten that I have to land it in. But I know that the green is flat back there, so I don't know if that's like a psychological thing that they're going for. But I've I played the golf course one time, and I see a pin back there, and I'm like, well, everything else has been flat back here, so why not go? At I think it? the par threes, uh, especially though, did a good job of like they all had these kind of like little necks to the backside. It's of very you could put pins. There and like you could see like a pro making a decision about whether they were gonna go at that pin and like the there was the always yeah. a ridge that like kind of you had to crest to get to those back pin placement mm-hmm. like a more aggressive player would take that on and still be able to hold the green but if they missed it would be a really really hard up and down mm-hmm. and if you hit it in the center of the green it would like it would be an easy two putt like it wasn't like a crazy yeah. you didn't have a sidewinder or anything like that. On the other side of the driving, like you're like the difficult part of the uh, course that you said, Jimmy. I think as like Colin and I experienced spraying the ball a lot, like distance, driving distance really mattered a lot. And as long as it wasn't necessarily the hit, did you hit the fairway, but did you have like sunshine golf? Like were you in the hay like I was for most of the round? Like there was no way you were playing this golf course from there. Like. Mm-hmm. And I think for pros, like if, especially thinking about the when they're PGA just work, so tiny, like you think of the Rory's, the Bryson's, like yeah, they may not hit every fairway, but they're gonna be they drive the ball so like well in that ballpark that they're gonna be fine, and they're gonna have such a distinct advantage. Yeah, and it's one of those things like you can't grow. I mean, you can, but like if you're growing the rough out significantly, which they will do, and then I think that that's gonna be a big defense for the golf course there as well. But like it's still a challenge for everyone else. And so the biggest, it's almost a bigger advantage for the longer hitters because yeah, there might be in the rough 50 yards further, but okay, what does that mean? They're hitting a nine iron where if I'm Zach Johnson and I always keep going back to him, he's hitting a five or four iron. And it's like, how are you going to run that up to a green that's angled significantly with bunkers in front? You can't do that. A lot of ricochet shots aimed at Zach Johnson. I'm, I'm My buddy texted me and he's like, hope you weren't wearing a beanie like that bitch Zach Johnson. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I actually like referenced him all day because I was the Zach Johnson of the group. I was so far behind you guys off the team. Not really, though. I felt like I was. Sometimes. Like, but I'm, like, I'm interested from a professional, from a professional, if you think about uh, the, you know, the upcoming PGA or whatever, uh, do you think that there's a lot of options off the tees or is it like Wingfoot where the, you just, you have to hit driver? I think there are options. Because I fear, think options. you yeah. do? I think, so I think first of all, One, we talked about this after the round, like the heat and the firmness of the golf course that we did not play. Like there are holes where I distinctly remember in 2014 like 17, a lot of those guys were hitting three wood. Like I remember them hitting three wood off that tee, which, like, I'm just so which is scary. Fat. But like they were, they were going to that fatter part sh- of the fairway, and there wasn't they like if they hit it straight off the tee, they would run into that bunker. And so like not not the shorter yeah. hitters, but like a guy like Rory, I distinctly remember well, well, I hitting like, three wood. If we played that course in 95 degree heat, our three woods would all go to the same place we hit our drivers today on 17. I think. I yeah. Uh, Except I for me. I just. <laughs> 
I, I personally think that if nothing changes, I think it's a driver everywhere. Yeah, I do, I I do too. I, I disagree. The only times it, it's not a driver is when you have to lay up, like on six, which I actually think on six, there's going to be guys who take driver over those trees and create this massive advantage with that river. But then there's 12. Like, I mean, you asked, I think, I think Mike, you're like, hey, can I hit driver? Like, can I actually hit driver down the zone? Like, because I hit three right to the edge of it, and I'm a short on six or 12. On 12. Yeah, 12, I think, looking at the yardage book, that's not the one that they would be able to do it on. But, but like, six would. From the back tee, six is, a, a, I think, a good question where, like, some of the longer hitters might decide to take it. I just think that's... It's 347 to the start of the fairway from the back tee. From the back tee. So, so this... Over, a bit, over the bunch of these... For, so, I mean, basically, we're talking about one person. We're talking about Bryson. Like, six? No. And you don't know. Imagine where the game could be four years from now. Bryson and maybe Rory. That means 24 PGA is going to sneak an up on Yeah, I mean, we've really got to not worry about six, the 22 points. Six is the crescendo of why I hate Jack Nicholas courses. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a stupid golf hole, and I'll explain it to anyone. It was already in my kitchen like a week and a half. It's ago. a 400. <laughs> I, I don't have it on me. Someone correct me. 495. It's 495 from the back tee. We've already explained this, by the way. No, I'm explaining why it's stupid. Hole. Okay. Yeah, I'm explaining why it's stupid. Hole. <laughs> You're right. You are. It's 495. It's 495 from the back tee. I hit three wood. I didn't hit it well. It wouldn't have changed what I hit though. So I'm hitting three wood. Everybody else is gearing down because no matter who you are at a professional standpoint, you're all hitting it to the same spot and you're all having 230 in. I just I feel like that limits. Okay, that that definitely limits the shorter hitter and it definitely handcuffs for no reason in my opinion the longer hitters in the. I don't think I, I don't think you can get to that second fairway right now. Jimmy, I know you do, but like no, I don't no, I, I think Bryce I don't, is good right now. No, I, Colin's point before we started recording was he doesn't think he can get over the trees, which I'm saying you definitely can get over the trees. Yeah. So from a distance perspective though, I mean I, I wish we had this argument on the team because I'd like that's a super long carry. So now you have now you have a hundred and forty players all hitting this to the same spot and they're all having two hundred and thirty yards into a four hundred and ninety five yard par four. I just there's no strategy in that hole and it's just like negative two hundred and thirty yards. But Jack's whole thing is think my way around the golf course. It, it's just I think it's a hole, it's a stupid gimmicky hole in my that opinion. That hole needs like that green also another thing that we noticed about the golf course today is that we played the pins like all back. Actually now that we think about it, that wasn't a back pin either. I thought it was back pin. No, you're right, that wasn't. That was like, it was like middle. Middle. I mean it felt it like everyone. But, but so I think, I'm like looking at this this uh, what, what do you guys call these things? Like yardage books. Yardage book, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> have another pin. Like, you can move that green closer to the water. I just, Between yeah. the two Sams, we have half a brain. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> but, so, I think the big question I wanted kind of to wrap this bad boy up, as we've been going on for a while, is, one, again, we, we've all said it's a really good course. But I think what we're trying to do is it's ranked in the top 100 in the United States, um, and we want to compare it to other PGA Championship courses, other major championship courses, other just great golf courses that we've all played. We've all had the luxury to play. And this was obviously a treat that we were able to get on. Yeah. But like, you know, we I was able to play four students in Arcadia Bluffs, and I wouldn't put those in the same category, but I was able to play the Inverness Club, which hosted a, an LPGA event. It's going to get a major soon. I just, I feel like it. I've played Torrey Pines. Uh, I'll be able to play Kiowa at some point soon. So like, I'm trying to relate it to these. And you kind of alluded to it earlier, Colin, talking about it, it was a little underwhelming. And when we say underwhelming, I think we blow it up with these large expectations. That's going to be great. And it was a really fun course to play, and it was fun to get out there and do that. But I think if I was creating a preference list, I'd much rather go – one, I'd much rather play Inverness, which is an old Donald Ross, which I know Jimmy just loves. 
But even like Tory Pines, I mean, I think they're very there's similarities to Tory Pines, but it's kind of the same style where you're just blasting driver out there. It, it, it's not as much thinking; it's more advantage to a person who hits it long and gets a shorter club in. Do you guys feel like that? That also is just generally speaking, like when you go to these major championship venues, like there is a component of these golf courses. They're not the most fun golf courses to play. Like they are so difficult. Like, you know, and you, I think you hit it there, Sam. Like it's, you know, we're like being critical of this golf course, but we're, we're being critical in the realm of like the top echelon of golf courses. Well, that's the thing. I think we talked about it. I mean, this was built in 1987 when you, you, it was like kind of after the first wave of distance. And then they've added a lot to it after the tiger distance. Now we're kind of in that beginning of this third wave of this massive distance gap. But it was a course built for professionals. Yeah, Tiger hit driver seven iron in the bottom of my playoff. Like I think the caddy today said the play. The, the yeah, team so and I went driver three when I was six well, yards. Driver seven iron from two hundred yards into the green. So that's crazy. in two thousand. <laughs> so here, so here's my opinion. Here's my opinion on this: is that it's our job, so to speak, to sit here and talk about and give an honest review of the courses we play. So you're not gonna love every golf course you play. You're just not. And like you can sit here. And stroke off Valhalla, but to me, it's a sick name. I will say it's. I, I will say it is. It is the my favorite Jack Nicholas design that I've played. By far. Typically, no, don't like them, but but yes, this is by far the best Jack Nicholas design that I've played. But I think for me, um, watching it on TV and then playing it were two very different things. And I think you know if I were to play it again, I would go expecting. Okay, I, I know what to expect. I'm playing this golf course for the heritage and for the lineage that it has and appreciating that value and the history of it more so than the actual golf course, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. No. And I'm not and, – and it is – I mean, it wouldn't be where it is in the rankings and holding all these championship events if it wasn't a great course. It is. But, again, we're just – I'm trying to give you know my honest – the PGA of America clearly just loves it, and I think that kind of yes. boosts it up. Well, I think yes. the thing to think about is it's so new, though, still. Like, yeah, I mean, 87 is not I think even even though it's only existed for, what, like 30-something years. years at this point, it's like there have been some major highlights in the game of golf that have already taken place here. And it brings that, yeah. Brings and I think that's times. like that's a good box that he's checking so far. So like. Great membership. I think maybe it's one that plays a lot different during a major than it does every other day of the year, and and whether that's good or bad, like there are two, there are different schools of thought there. But I I don't know. That's sort of where I come back to. Like I really liked it, and I don't really have much like bad to say about it. So I I don't really have like anything to argue against what you guys are saying. But I I guess I disagree a little bit. So I uh, I don't know. Does anybody ever before I move on? Does anybody else have any other thoughts on that? No. I I, the only other thing I would just add is like I think that. You know, I, I grew up and still live very near Bethpage Black, and like they're they're they are very different golf courses, but the same type of player who's going to win at Bethpage is going to win, which is the at PGA mentality. PGA, which is the PGA mentality. That's the only thing like you mentioned earlier that would add to that. So the one thing when we talked about it a little bit, but after having played it. I can now see why the Americans beat the shit out of the Europeans on this golf course. This is not a European golf course. No, I don't think. Um, it's like a Hazeltine. Again, PGA of America. They, yeah. they pick those things, and it's. I would like to see. I don't know off the top of my head. You know what the European, you know the leaderboard in terms of Europeans who was 
near the, the lead in the 2014 PGA. But I'm sorry. Um, I, I meant overall. Sorry. Um, but <clears throat> just got shut the fuck up. <laughs> but like the singles, like the singles matches, just playing head up or head to head golf. You know, no no four ball, no altering shot, no anything. I mean, the Americans just beat the fucking shit out of the Europeans, and I can see why this is not. Well, I think we can, I think we know why that happened. Hunter Mayhem was leading the start, <laughs> and, and Anthony Kim. Anthony Kim. They yeah. also had like Chris that's, Riley. That's and the secret. Service. The secret to the United States getting back competitively in the Ryder Cup is bring back Anthony. Yeah. Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, we we don't really talk like so. I didn't I didn't know a ton about about how I've, really I've remembered it for one thing, and it's eighteen. That's kind of their big hole. One, shocked by the elevation change coming into that green. Yeah. Two, I know we're kind of ragging on the course. I think it's a great finishing hole. You guys might disagree. No, I, I, think uh, it's, I, I think it's a I great finishing hole. I don't think that's, the, fat I think that's the signature hole, though. I think the island. I think hole. 7 and 13 are the signature holes. Yeah. I personally See, I, when I think of when, when I, and before, this is again before I haven't played it. I kept always thinking of 18. But that's because, like, 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 that's because we've had some exciting finishes yeah, in the majors that have happened. For sure. There. So I don't know if that yeah. makes it the signature. But I think it's a, it's a good finishing hole. It's fun. I like how the green is kind of like this wishbone with these massive tiers. Again, if you're on the right tier, it's not that crazy and undulated. But it's a good tee shot that brings the water into play. It's short. I mean, it's a short par five. But, um, I mean, barring making a stupid fucking double bogey, like, it's a good golf hole. And leaving two in the sand. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> the, the one strength of my game, I'd like just lost. Yeah, we just got hole. shit on in Vegas yeah. because of that fuck. <laughs> I think also that that hole, um, I like, I told Colin in the cart, I was like, I really like this hole. Like, even, mm-hmm. even, like, just looking at it, I was like, I do think that, like, one thing that's in the back of my mind is I think the the distance that we all had in to the whole like par five like the green, like made it pretty cool. Like yeah. that we had like it wasn't a surefire thing that you were gonna hit on the green. And I feel like in the PGA like like if you hit a good tee shot, like I feel like Rory had like a six iron into that green. I mean, I had two twelve, yeah. and we were trying to figure out what. So like, yeah, he, he would have had. Yeah, it was like maybe twenty or thirty yards. And again, this is October when it's cold. So. Yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like it could be possible they added another tee there, but like, they probably they, they could they, go they, further they, back. They, that's also another scary thing, just generally speaking. Like, there's a lot of room on this golf course to add. Like, yeah, they, you could get a eight thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I, I feel like if, if they don't roll the ball back, that is where it's going. I think what makes eighteen great is the tee shot. I mean, you can step up to the tee. And if you can put out the water on the right, you can just – I mean, you can swing way at one. And I wasn't in the water. I was but, but the approach the approach shot, yes, you have a long iron, maybe even a mid-iron for some guys. But if you miss that green, I think it's the hardest green on the course. Uh, it has a little punch bowl on the right, and then it's kind of hogs back in the middle, protected by a huge bunker, steep bunker. And then the left side, you know, we didn't, we didn't really pay attention too much to it, but – if you miss the green, I wouldn't say it's a guaranteed birdie for how short the hole is and how short the guys are coming in. Yeah, I mean, I would just say if the pin's on the right, you want to be on the right. If the pin's on the left, you want to be on the left. Like, yeah. yeah, we saw that. With the like, dual fairway. Colin and I were both in the green side bunker, and we looked at where you know you were chipping from, and Jimmy was, and we're like, man, like that was actually the place where the pin was because right behind the pin, there was like a, a slope that was about mm-hmm. you know, three or four feet up. And you could use and it. You and you know, if you hit one a little too hard, it could come back. And there were a lot of those slopes. I think I hit a couple bunker shots today. 14, or 14 was the one where yeah. you could use it back. And there are a lot of golf courses where 
you know, like that I've been playing recently where the greens aren't quite fast enough and firm enough for that to happen. And that was actually pretty cool. So mm -hmm. like, I generally speaking, I think we all agree the greens are not like super severe, but there were like slopes there that you could use to yeah, like, get a couple things of holes close. You need a little local knowledge. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. And it was, I think that was a definite interesting component to it. Yeah. You but, need, I think you need rounds on that course though, to really feel comfortable on it. I don't think you're going to walk up having seen the course for the first 76. time. <laughs> Especially for you and me, like, cause we're, I mean, you and I are kind yeah. of like, we spray the ball and like, I think I get that dating it benefits, <laughs> it benefits you to know, I mean, it benefits you to, to have seen it off the tee in my opinion. Cause that's where I think the, the teeth of the golf course is. So yeah. I, I think that if you have a lot of rounds on this course, I think that you're going to see um, those guys more sort of top. What are the next four PGAs? Key was next year. Key Island, the ocean course. Yeah. And then we have 2022-23 and then Valhalla. And I'm just trying to think what are the leading PGAs. My guess is like Hazeltine and Whistling Straits or... I think mm, I Trump think National, 2022. And then Oak in, Hill in uh, New Jersey. Okay. I've actually played that golf course. You guys have all played and that. Avenue, so. We played the non-championship the one. Whatever the last one was. Either at which one's which. Which one's that? The Oak Hill uh, okay. E okay. is the yeah. is the That's kind of, yeah, East that's, is the championship Trump course. Trump National is such a East. PGA course. Yeah, Trump National, I've played the, the, the course that they'll play the PGA Championship. It is... The one in Philly, right? Uh, no, this is in New Jersey. Yeah, it's so long. Like they, this one, they actually so can stretch out to 8,000 yards. Which they will. Which and they it, I would say, I think I told you on the course yeah. that I said, this actually reminds me of Trump yep. National Badminton. So I did say that to And I have a great question about rolling the ball back later. But yeah. Sorry. But all right, either way, I mean, that was our takes on Bahala. We want to get that in while we're chipping on some beers, eating some Chick fil A, taking a pause so Jimmy can eat. <laughs> but congrats to Jimmy. You had the best round out there. Just missed the 76 out there. Um, yeah, needed to birdie 18. Tough look for the kid. Do it. Double bogey and shoot 80. Just, if I had one shot back, it was the, the dunk in the water on 13. The second shot made double bogey there. But yeah. It is and Sam and I didn't play great. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>